Welcome to Go Into All the World. Today, Gary has Dan and Melissa McCorkle on as special guests. So let's not waste any time. Here's Gary. You know, one of the main points, and thank you for joining me today, that I've been discussing for the past programs is that our old nature is dead. Our old nature is dead and gone. But believers still have to fight a residue. They have to fight some things that are left over. They've kind of carried over in their soul or in their body, maybe some habits, maybe some thought patterns and things like that. And for believers, one of our main question then is how do I either change this, okay, or how do I fight against it? Well, again, today I have Dan and Melissa with me, and we're going to discuss kind of combating the residue. Um, Melissa had a real transformation, and we're going to talk a little bit about how she renewed her mind. And I want to read Romans 12, 2 to you, because to me, this is a major key, and it talks about specifically, we don't want to conform with the world. We don't want to be like the world. We want to be different, and we want to be transformed. But how do we do that? We have to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. So after I read this, I'm going to let Melissa talk a little bit. In verse 12, 2 goes, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, Melissa, thanks for joining me today. And you had a, a real transformation. I know part of it was a book, but I would like you to just talk a little bit about where you were, uh, how, how you were walking. Maybe you didn't have as much peace or love or joy as you wanted to or you thought you should. But then you, you kind of got transformed. You begin to see it. You begin to get it. So tell us a little bit about that experience and anything you want to add, please. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. Um, job, no? Yeah, I think... Um, I think the first thing was, you know, I was walking with the Lord and um, just really not overcoming. It was just kind of the same old struggles. Um, The identity, you know, was just kind of the old, the old uh, Melissa and just kind of thinking to myself that this is just who I am and how I'm always going to be. And it just was kind of discouraging because... You know, I just go back to those old flesh patterns, those old thought patterns, um, and just not really overcoming and really discouraged. And so um, I had an older friend that I asked her one day, I said, besides the Bible, what is the one book that you would recommend? And, you know, without really thinking, she mentioned the Handbook to Happiness from um, by Dr. Charles Solomon. So the first thing I did when I got home is I ordered it. And then I, you know, see the title and I'm like, oh, happy, happy, happy. I'm like, yeah, this isn't real. And I kind of shelved it. <laughs> and so I, I wasn't ready. You know, the Lord has to, you know, brings these truths when you're ready for them. I wasn't right, ready at right. that time. So, you know, we fast forward all these years and I'm in the spot of struggling. And I was just kind of like, I, I really do probably need to pull that book out. And and so I, I finally started reading it after years years of years of it being shelved and and it was just like revelations it was just the truth of scripture described so well by an engineer the author was an engineer so he diagrams a lot you know engineers uh-huh. will always here let me show you and they diagram and so his diagrams I'm visual and they just were were ringing bells with me and it was just encouraging and hopeful and so I would approach my husband Dan and he'd and I'd share some of these things and um, he kind of wasn't on the same page he he just wasn't ready for it and so I at that point kind of had to stop sharing because I just didn't want to be discouraged to what I was seeing you know with in supplement with scriptures you know because it was just scripture but explained in such a way that I could understand that I kind of stopped sharing with him and I just 
had to start praying. Okay. Well, let me interject here. A couple points that you made. You, you, you weren't walking in peace for a while, but then you did pick up the book. So it had been sitting there for a while, but you persisted. And that's a great thing for all of us. Sometimes we don't get it overnight or it takes a year or two. But if we keep pressing in, we get it, okay? And so as you pressed in, you began to get it. And as I stop here, I want you to share maybe a couple things that, that excited you or the joy and the peace you had. And then we'll cut back and talk a little bit about Dan. But maybe tell us a little bit about some of the, the things that kind of brought joy and peace to you or excited you. Yeah, I think it was just the the hope from the scriptures, okay. you know, just starting to understand these things um, gave me hope that I could actually have victory now and in, in this life and not have to wait until we die to have joy and peace, you know, with Jesus, that we could actually have joy and peace now and start overcoming and start overcoming these struggles and, and um, changing these thought patterns, you know, just realizing that we can actually even do that, you know, so this was, it was just kind of I don't know. I, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it was just for me. It was just um, truth that I was getting excited about because you get kind of stuck. I was stuck, right. and so it was like I was becoming unstuck as I read these scriptures, and it was just unsticking me from the old pattern, the old flesh pattern. So, Praise God. Yeah. We well, you know we've been in Romans here the, on the program, and been in Romans, and it talks about that we're dead to sin. We're dead. We, we have this new nature. And again, Dan and I are going to talk a little bit about this because before I, I brought them on the program, he and I had shared a little bit about Romans 7, and we're not, we're not married to two natures. We, we, if we were, we would be in adultery, and Paul said we're not that way. But anyways, back to the point. You, you were transformed, and again, it's exciting that, that we as believers can find these things out and maybe not find them out overnight. But again, if we keep persisting, then we get it. The Bible says the truth that you know. If you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples. And so listeners, as you're listening today, listen to what Melissa said. She continued in the word. She continued in the word. And then one day, boom, it started to happen. Okay. Well, let's go back, and I'll let Dan talk for a minute. So Melissa shared a few points with him, and it didn't maybe just didn't gravitate right away. Again, it, it takes all of us some time, and whatever. Let's, let's let Dan talk a little bit about what he felt when she first started talking to him, and maybe his journey, because you're going to find out, listeners, that pretty soon Dan got in the program, too, and now this couple is just walking in a lot of love, joy, and peace. So Dan, tell us a little bit about how you felt when, when Melissa first started sharing with you, and maybe a little bit about your journey to kind of encapsulating or, or grabbing some of these truths? Well, to tell you the truth, I, I wasn't too excited about the book uh, that she was reading or even some of the things she was saying because I didn't learn Scripture or understand Scripture in that view uh, in my whole walk, which had been quite a while. Um, and I, re I really lived out of an identity of uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, which, uh, yes, we were sinners saved by grace, but the Bible says we are no longer in the flesh. We were in the flesh. Right. Um, but I didn't have that understanding at the time, and so I really didn't want anything to do with it, and I really told her just, uh, you know, if the Lord's going to show me the truth you're talking about, he has to show me in Scripture. Okay. 
So I think that's a very honest confession you made. And by the way, listeners, when he made a very good point, it's a lot of people just feel that we're sinners. And I even mentioned that last week. We're sinners who just happen to have our sins forgiven. No, we used to be sin. Like Dan said, we used to be that. The Bible says we don't walk after the flesh anymore. Oh, I should say we don't walk in the flesh. Occasionally, believers, we walk after the flesh. We get excited about this or we get kind of taken away and stuff. But the Bible says that we're not in the flesh anymore. That means we don't have that old nature, all right? Well, listen, let's have a couple words from Melissa. She she prayed, and, and I think this, if I'm not, if, I'm, if I don't misunderstand her, she prayed for about a year, and I want to encourage you out there. Some things are going to happen overnight, but some things may take time, and I mentioned that last week. When you go into all the world, you might see somebody saved the first day, but if not, you may have to go day after day. I mentioned the one girl at the restaurant. I, I walked with this girl for seven months at the restaurant. That was a long time, but guess what? Things turned out good. Now, guess what? Gary is a, is a believer, so why didn't he spend seven months walking with this girl? Because God had that ordained in my life, and I'm not going to tell God, I don't have time to do that. i got to go watch a football game. i got to do something stupid, okay? No, Gary, you're a believer. This girl needs help. You're in her life. Walk with her. So, Melissa, tell us a little bit about the one-year thing and how you felt. And, again, my understanding is you prayed for about a year. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping it would be right away, but, <laughs> you know, it takes time, and, and the Lord definitely has to kind of soften hearts or do the preparation that he needs um, to bring people to that uh, revelation of him. And so um, I just, you know, I really did just kind of shut my mouth and and just started praying. And, and, you know, shutting my mouth was part of it because I didn't want to be discouraged by his response, you know. So it was just kind of like the secret encouragement in my heart, you know, that I had. But it was... Um, it really did push me to pray because I really did want to see him set free, you know, and I really did want to see him to be excited about these truths and to join me um, in in what the Lord was really kind of showing me, you know, okay. just the Galatians 2.20, I was just kind of there. It was, for I have been crucified but with Christ, it is no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me and the, the life that I now um Uh, Let's see. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. And so just that identity um, with his death and not just there, but his resurrected life. And so um, just wanting him to partake in that, you know, um, was kind of my motivation just to continue in prayer. Well, I think something, again, that you said is so very important for all of us is that it pushed me to pray. Just like I mentioned with the restaurant, it pushed me. I had to go there seven months in a row. In the last few months, I actually didn't see the wages, but I got just like you. It revealed to me, hey, her shift changed. You can't see her. Why don't you just pray for her? Mm -hmm. And then about two or three months later, bang, she's back in South Carolina with her family. Just a tremendous thing happened. So the same thing with you. And believers, listen to me and listeners, you're thinking about this. If you have somebody that you need to pray for, let's just take what Melissa said and start praying. Get pushed to prayer for this person. Don't give up. Don't just like get in the flesh. No, God says, look, 
if they're not going to get it right away, why don't you pray for them? Why don't you lay down your life, okay, just like Christ did for us? And like Melissa said, I now live through him. So if her job was to pray for her husband or my job was to pray for that waitress, let's start doing that. Okay, well, I'm going to cut over to Dan for a second. So roughly, this took about a year, and I'm going to read a couple scriptures from Romans because he shared that part of Romans 7, which we, you know we've been studying that for the last three or four programs, kind of made a difference to him and kind of connected basically what Melissa was saying or kind of walking in, all right, with these scriptures. So I'm going to read some real quickly from Romans 7, okay, probably 1 through 6 or something like that, and then we'll let Dan talk. Okay, Romans 7, or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she would be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is no longer an adultery, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you be married to another. Again, that you may be married to another, to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. Well, Dan, tell us a little bit about how those verses impacted you. And, and listeners, I think if you if you heard that scripture, you heard exactly, okay, what Melissa was sharing about Galatians 2.20. We died, but now we live with him. Go ahead, Dan. Okay, you'd mentioned at the start of the show that you are talking about Romans uh, six and the understanding that we have died past tense that we were sinners and see i just didn't understand how that worked or what, how that looked and so for me this uh i believe god uses romans 7 to communicate to me exactly or just an understanding of what that meant i mean in a reality with my thinking and understanding uh, along with the scriptures and what that actually entails, uh, having Christ as your life instead mm. of your old life, the flesh life, or uh, being in the flesh. And so the only way I really know how to speak on what he showed me is just to read how I wrote it down and my understanding, um, if I could, and I'll try and be brief and quick, uh, but it's the same scripture that Gary was just talking about. And this is how I kind of understood it. He says, Paul says, Know ye not believers, for I speak to believers that know the law, how that the law has dominion over the children of Adam as long as they live. For the daughter of Adam, which had a husband named Sin and Death, is bound to the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband named Sin and Death be dead, the daughter of Adam is freed from the law of sin and death, her husband. So if, while her husband named Sin and Death is still alive, she'd be married to another man named Righteousness and Life, she'd rightly be called an adulteress. But if Sin and Death be dead, she is freed from the law and is no adulteress. So uh, though she be married to another man named Righteousness and Life, wherefore, believers, you are also become dead to the sin, to the law of sin, 
by the body of Christ, and you're now married to another. That whole idea of being married to another in this, I've read over and over, never caught that part where uh, it's no longer, uh, I'm no longer just a sinner saved by grace. I am actually married to another. And if I continue on in a condition of trying to merit my acceptance before God and try to do the things uh, in the ability of the and the strength of the flesh instead of leaning on God and looking to God, then I, in fact, would be going on as an adulteress, even though I'm a believer, and therefore I'd be discouraged. And I, I really believe that the Lord showed me that through this understanding of Adam, and, and, and Paul goes back to Adam in seven all through, and he's talking about what happened to man, and that, that's kind of how I understood it. So I wrote it down that way, and I, um, that's really my only way to kind of describe how he showed me that. Well, you know, I think it's, to me, I, I understand it, and I hope, uh, listeners, that you understand what he's saying, too. Again, we are in Christ, okay? We are the righteousness of God in Christ. So if I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I can't be an old sinner, okay? Just happen to be walking along. And something that both Dan and Melissa have mentioned, if I have this new life, I want to walk in this new life. I want to walk in this new identity. And I think Melissa made a great point. You know, a lot of people, I, I'm, when I get to heaven, what a glorious day is going to be. Hey, my motto is I, 6 a.m. in the morning. I get up every morning and say, it's a glorious day. God, what do you want me to do? I'm in Christ. I'm excited. I have this new life. Again, what Dan and Melissa are talking about. And so we want to walk in that every day. Not somewhere the sweet by and by. Not down the road. Not two years from now. How about tomorrow? And, you know, God wants me to share something real quick. I feel kind of in my heart is that, See, if you have that love, joy, and peace that Dan and Melissa are talking about it and they're walking in, people are going to notice it. And when you're different, okay, people are going to start talking to you and they're going to start asking you. And eventually it's going to give you an opportunity to share what is the hope within us? What is the hope inside of me? Why do I have love, joy, and peace? Well, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Well, I have that and I can tell others about that. And guess what? They may want to walk in it, too. They may want to say, gee, I, I, I don't have that, Gary. Tell me how you got it. And then we can begin to witness to them, and we can begin to share. So, again, what Dan and Melissa are laying down, and hopefully, again, you're getting it, is that we have this inside of us. And, again, we have the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. That's us. That's what's inside of us. Now, does it take some time to walk out? Yeah. And maybe if we have time, or if I don't have time today, go to Ephesians and read chapter 4 from 17 to 26. And it says, be renewed in your spirit of mind and put off lying and put off worrying and put off some of these dumb things that we, we you know, bring with us from the old man, all right? Well, listen, I'm going to cut back to them and see if they have any other comments and, and just kind of let them share. But I'm, I'm very blessed today, and I believe that you listening are going to be very blessed. Listen to the truths of what that Dan and Melissa have shared and kind of the spirit of the program. I think there's been a very good spirit here today, and I think God kind of really wanted to bring this out. So, Melissa, why don't we start with you? If anything you want to share, either specifically about this or just in general, please go ahead and do so. Well, thanks. Um, you know, I think it's it's just a walk. You know, we're still walking this thing out, you know, and, and do we still screw up? Oh, yeah, sure we do, you know, but it's, it's – um, 
recognizing when we in that moment screw up, it's like we've been believing a lie. We were believing a lie, right. you know. And so recognizing that and being quick to turn. And so and sometimes that's just over and over and over throughout the day, <laughs> depending <laughs> on the day. <laughs> Don't say that. No, <laughs> but it's yeah, I mean, right. it is a walk, you know. And right. so. Um, you know, have we arrived? Of course, we haven't arrived, but it's just glory upon glory. You know, it's precept upon precept. We learn, and so I think it's it's encouraging um, to to just be able to experience that with my husband, and to be able to walk this thing out, and to be able to encourage one another in that. I think it. Um, you know, if you're alone, it's more difficult. You know, you got to get yourself into a body where you can be encouraged in these truths of who you are and in the truths in Scripture, and so that way you're not kind of an isolated island and and getting right. discouraged um, day by day. But um, yeah, I mean, it's we we're walking it out, you know. And as you learn, you realize kind of what's going on, um, you know, with you and and where the struggle starts, you know, with the triggers, you know, certain right. triggers that that take you down a pathway in your thoughts. And, and so just renewing that and, and actually recognizing that, um, there's actually like neurons that are developed in our brain. And the, the more we take those pathways of thoughts, those neurons are thickened. And so when he says renewing the mind, that is a physical thing too. It's not just, um, you know, this, this concept, it's actually a physical thing. And so the truth might be this bushwhack trail way off on the corner of our brain, you know? And so, (laughs) so that's the truth though. And that's where we have to go. And so the more we go that way, the more developed the path is, and hopefully it becomes a super highway, you know, and that those lies that maybe were super highways in our mind, those, the less we take them, hopefully those will be the bushwhack trails, you know? (laughs) And so the reverse happens, but um, yeah. Well, listen, I'm going I'm to add Ephesians 4 just for a second. I, I told I, I want to cut and bring this up here. Then I'll have Dan speak. And here's what it says, verse 17. This I say, therefore, that in testifying the Lord, that you should no longer walk, just like Melissa was said, as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Their, their understanding is darkened and alienated from the things of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work, all in cleanliness with greediness. But listen to verse 23, or verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and what? And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. So again, that's what we're talking about. Melissa just said, it's like a different walk, or we've got to transform our walk. Well, verse 417 in Ephesians said, we got to don't walk like the Gentiles. Like you said, we got to walk differently, and we want to put on Christ. We want to put on this new man. Well, listen, I'm going to cut it over to Dan and see if you've got some comments, and we'll go on. Sure, Gary. Um, I think what the focus or what we're talking about here is really a, a decision, right? That you're talking about in Ephesians. Decide to do this. Make a decision um, to agree with the Scripture, to walk as, in fact, who you are in Christ instead of how you were uh, in Adam. And so I would say, uh, in response to that, just 
we, we can make a decision. If we're just living out of that old identity or we're just a defeated Christian, uh, we believe that we are uh, just a sinner saved by grace, then we are going to make decisions based off that. And, well, we're going to decide, well, we can't do anything else because that's just who we are. But if it's true that we are in Christ and that we do have a renewed mind and we are in the new man, which the new man is Christ— then we are able to make a decision to decide to walk in who we are. Well, God bless you, and I thank you for summarizing. Melissa, do you have anything else you want to say? We've got about a minute left, so we're going to kind of wind down the program, but anything else you'd like to say? Um, just thank you for having us on, and, you know, it's been kind of neat just being able to share, and I hope this um, gets out and encourages someone out there. Well, you know, God bless you both. And again, Dan Melissa, thanks for coming on. I, I believe that this program, I, I feel very excited in my spirit. And, and that to me means it's something that God wanted to, you know, he, he wanted to, so to speak, project. or He wanted to put out there. And, you know, one thing I, I did feel earlier on in the program, and I want to share it now. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're married, okay, or maybe you're going, quote, steady with someone, you have a certain someone that you're with all the time, I just feel the Lord wants you to encourage you. Just like Dan and Melissa said, if you see an area in your spouse, instead of, quote, beating them up or hoping they get it or bringing another Joyce Meyer book or tape out and throwing it at them, <laughs> why don't you just start praying for them? I just feel very impressed that we, we as believers need to start praying for our mates or praying for those people that are close to us. They may have needs, and if I share the first or second time and they don't get it, then I need to stop and start praying. I need to lay my life down, and I want to start praying for them. Well, listen, God bless you so much, and thank you for joining us. Again, glad to have Dan and Melissa here. Hope to see you next week as we go into all the world.